What's going on everybody? I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skill, opening up the warehouse doors on another episode of Toy Talk. When I lived on a farm, fall was my favorite time of year. It was corn harvest time. And since it's fall now, and corn harvest is going on across America, I thought I should talk about corn and the machines that harvest corn. In particular, the corn picker. The corn picker has taken many forms over the years. It was first thought of in 1850. The corn picker has evolved from a simple machine to these giant monster combines that we're using today. And most of these farmers, they take these modern machines for granted. These machines can pick and process many acres of corn per day. However, that was not the case back in 1850. Back then, corn was hand-picked, hand-hussed, and the kernels of corn were removed by hand. It was tough work, and there were some tools to help, but it was still a very difficult process. What is corn? Corn is a human invention. Bet you didn't know that. It's a plant that does not exist naturally in the wild. Let's take a trip back thousands of years to find the origins of today's corn. Corn can only survive if it's planted and protected by humans. It is believed that people living in central Mexico developed corn at least 7,000 years ago. Corn evolved through selective breeding from a wild grass called Teosiente. Teosiente looked very different from our corn today. And here's a picture of Teosiente. Notice how the kernels are small and are not placed close together like the kernels of a modern ear of corn. The Indians throughout North and South America, they called it maize. They depended on this crop for much of their food supply. From Mexico, maize spread north into the southwestern United States and south down to the coast of Peru. About a thousand years ago, as Indian people migrated north into present-day North America, they brought with them corn. When people from Europe made contact with the people living in North and South America, they found corn was a major part of the native people's diets. When Columbus discovered America, he also discovered corn. But up to this time, people living in Europe did not know anything about corn. Their main grain was, and still is, wheat. There are many legends on how corn spread throughout North and South America. The Sioux had a legend about a hermit that gave them corn. But the most interesting legend came from a Midwest tribe of North America, the Salk tribe. I want to tell you this legend about how corn 
came to the people of this tribe. The most famous Salk leader was Chief Blackhawk, and that's his picture. Near the end of his life, he told his life story to Antoine Leclerc, an Indian interpreter. In part of his story, he told how corn and beans first came to be a staple provision according to the Salk people. And now, I'll tell you Chief Blackhawk's story. I will here relate the manner in which corn first came. According to tradition, handed down to our people, a beautiful woman was seen to descend from the clouds and alight upon the earth by two of our ancestors who had killed a deer and was sitting by a fire roasting a part of the deer to eat. They were astonished at seeing her and concluded that she must be hungry and had smelt the meat. And immediately they went to her, taking with them a piece of the roasted venison. They presented it to her and she ate and told them to return to the spot where she was sitting at the end of one year and they would find a reward for their kindness and generosity. She then ascended to the clouds and disappeared. The two men returned to their village and explained to the nation what they had seen and done and heard, but they were laughed at by their people. When the period arrived for them to visit this consecrated ground where they were to find a reward for their attention to the beautiful woman of the clouds, they went with a large party and found where her right hand had rested on the ground, corn growing, and where her left hand had rested, beans, and immediately where she had been seated, tobacco. The first two have ever since been cultivated by our people as our principal provisions and the last used for smoking. Wasn't that an interesting story? Now to continue with the origin of corn and corn pickers. As I previously said, corn originated from Mexico in the form of a seed on a grassy plat known as Teosiente. Teosiente is the ancestor to modern-day corn. Here's some more pictures of Teosiente. Teosiente is a wild grass that produces a seed-like pod or cob having five to ten kernels with a hard shell. Repeated hammering with a hard object is required to break the shell open and to get to the meat inside. For thousands of years, farmers started selecting and saving Teosiente kernels with desirable qualities. By 4000 BC, the seed pods, or corn cobs, were already an inch long. Modern day corn is roughly a thousand times larger than its ancient ancestor. 
corn as we know it doesn't grow in the wild. But in the 1930s, George Beetle discovered that teosinte and modern corn's chromosomes were compatible. In fact, teosinte can be bred with modern corn varieties to create viable teosinte corn hybrids. As more corn was bred by Native American farmers, they noticed that some were sweeter than others. Super sweet corn was developed in the early 1950s. Corn continues to change today, with new varieties being tested regularly by breeders and seed growers. It is the hope of researchers to develop disease and drought-resistant varieties of corn. We're well, back to the present day. Well, almost. Corn was hand-picked and husked by hand. Imagine having to hand-pick hundreds of acres of corn today. A man named Edmund Quincy, he saw the future of corn and invented the corn picker in 1850. He designed the corn picker to just harvest corn. And here is a picture of Mr. Quincy and his picker. From Edmund Quincy's corn picker, many other corn harvesting devices were developed, such as the horse-drawn sled cutter, shown here. On January 5, 1892, a patent was issued to A.S. Peck of Geneva, Illinois. Peck's patent was not for a corn picker, but it was for a corn binder, such as the one in this picture. It was used for cutting and binding the stalks into shocks for drying. Following the corn binder came the Husker Shredder, like this machine here. This machine was equipped with snapping rolls, which picked the ears of corn off the stalk. Then it husked the corn, sending the corn out one way, and the husk, stalks, and leaves were going through the shredder to be used as fodder and bedding for livestock, and they went out the other way. With the advent of the husky shredder in the 1890s, Corn stalks with the ears still attached were taken to the barnyard and hand fed into the husky shredder. Around 1900, the corn binder became commercially available to the farmers. Corn harvesting had become much easier. Corn stalks could now be arranged in bundles, then stacked in shocks in the field and left out to dry. The dry shocks were then taken to the barnyard to run through the Husker Shredder. The Overby brothers of South Dakota, that'd be John and Theodore, decided there had to be a better way to harvest corn. By 1904, they had completed their own corn picking machine, shown right over here. The first commercially available mechanical corn picker was introduced in 1909, and by the 1920s, one and two row pickers were available. They were either horse-drawn or powered by tractors like in these pictures.
mechanical corn pickers were off to a very slow stop due to the abundance of cheap labor. But they became essential during and after World War II as the laborers were sent off to war and came back home to other work instead of coming back to the farms. Mechanical corn pickers soon came in the form of corn pickers, corn choppers for silage, and giant combines for shelling the corn in the field. Combines are the most common corn harvesters today, but mechanical pickers are still used for some specialty products like sweet corn. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's video. I really enjoy fall and harvest season. It's just got to be one of the best times of the year. And I'd really, really appreciate it if you'd hit that thumbs up button to let YouTube you know, know that you enjoyed this video. And go on and hit the subscribe button to join my YouTube family. It really means a lot to me. Thanks for watching. I got to close up the warehouse doors on another episode of Toy Talk. But I'll be back on Saturday with another product review. So come on and join me.